Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 141 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And welcome to the show, guys. Um, this is our salute to summer camp horror. And also uh, kind of our send-off to summer of 2019. And boy, what a summer it's been. Yep. I can remember back when summer started, and now it's ending. That's an awesome fucking story. <laughs> what are your fond memories of summer, Taylor? My birthday. Yeah? Yep. Cool. <laughs> yep. Got older. Yep. One year closer to death. <laughs> a little older. A little wiser. Yeah. Yeah. A little Budweiser. Uh, you don't drink Budweiser. You're right. I don't. <laughs> You're too much of a snob. <laughs> Budweiser's disgusting. Uh, does it taste better after you've had a few, though? Probably. <laughs> you notice less. Sure. I think that goes for a lot of alcohol. Oh, man, I had to take a shot of tequila the other day. You had to? I, I didn't have to. It was more of a nicety, I guess. We went, my, my boss took me and some of my teammates out to um, out for a happy hour, just kind of because, you know, the last year we've really ex- accelerated kind of what we're doing. So it was kind of a well-done-you thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, he took us out to this cantina and bought us all a round of shots. It was all tequila because Mexican. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it's like, it's one of those situations where I was like, uh, no thanks. I don't drink tequila. I just, you know, did it. And uh, I don't know what kind it was. It seemed like it was at least halfway decent stuff because it didn't feel like I was drinking battery acid. Um, <laughs> but it still burned a little. But damn it, if that wasn't the fastest shot I've ever taken. <laughs> just like, like I barely had it in my mouth. Just right down, right down the drain. And then I felt it burn for about 10 minutes. Yeah, that'll happen. That will happen. I had to wash it down with some whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, my dad wanted me to do a shot of tequila when he was here, and I was like, no, no, no. It's like, oh, no, baby. No, baby. <laughs> and then, like, him and my cousin acted like I was crazy for being like, I'll do a shot of whiskey. You guys can do a shot of tequila. That's fine. What is it with tequila? I don't know. Are we all, like, white housewives from Apparently. middle America? Apparently. Let's do tequila shots. I don't like clear alcohol. It's bad news. I mean, like, the other day we were watching something and people were doing shots of vodka. And I was like, I've never done a shot of vodka. Like, I've only ever had vodka in drinks. I've had shots that had vodka in them, but they're like mixed yeah. shots. I, I don't know. It just doesn't strike me as a alcohol that you do straight shots of. Yeah. If it's like really good stuff, then you just kind of sip it like you would whiskey or something. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, you just put it in a cocktail. Yeah. Like a white Russian. Exactly. Um, anyway. So uh, I did that. First time I had tequila in at least 10 years. And then the next morning, you're just like, Whoa! No, if I had had more than one, it probably wouldn't have, would have, but... Um, 
no, I had I had that, and then I had a couple of kind of weaker drinks because I had to I had to get some. Coffees. I'm, I'm gonna drive home. I'm gonna drive home. Um, and it was like it was Wednesday, so I, you know I don't do a lot of drinking in the middle of the week. I'm not <laughs> in my mid twenties anymore. <laughs> I think last time I had tequila was last year's Crypticon. That's right. Yeah, you're just because there's nothing else. Yeah, I was like, this is all there is, so let's get crazy. <laughs> I was trying to get drunk. <laughs> cool. I blame Lucha Gore. <laughs> uh, so what else is new? Uh, well, you know, uh, Grave Plot Film Fest 2020 is still taking submissions. We've gotten a handful so far. I would like to get more international submissions. I don't know if anybody out there is listening across the pond or whatever, but, uh, you know, we've gotten a, a fair amount of American submissions. I would like to get some more international submissions. Yeah, that was really nice about last year is we had a good selection from like six continents. Yeah. Um, we've gotten like one from like, I don't know, seven or eight different continents, but I would like more. Seven or eight continents? Seven or eight countries, I mean. Oh. (laughs) You said continents and it threw me off. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because last year we had tons of things from, I mean, the one that surprised me a lot was Africa. We actually got a lot from Africa. And I just, I guess I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely want to see that again. So if you... Um, I don't know how to get the word out to, to other countries, you know? Yeah. Like, I can post on Twitter so many times, but it's like, how do I get those in front of the, the right people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know so much what we're doing differently. We are... We do have an admission fee this year. We didn't last year, or a submi- submission fee. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's only five bucks. Like that's so cheap. Yeah. And you know, I mean, exchange rates that, that might be more of a thing in other countries, but it can't be that significant. I I don't think. I wouldn't think so. Um, but yeah. So if you're a filmmaker out there and I mean, if you're an international filmmaker, um, you know, check us out. Uh, if you have friends that are international filmmakers or, or, or something, let them know because we'd love to see your work. Yes. Yeah. Greatplotfilmfest.com is the website or filmfreeway.com slash greatplotfilmfest. Yeah. We're going to get our Indiegogo kicked off um, hopefully sometime in the next couple weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. When, whenever you get the video done. Right. Yeah. I don't remember if we said this last episode, but uh, something that we are doing differently than last year is there's actually going to be a tier in our Indiegogo where you can pre-buy or pre-purchase your ticket. Yep. So that's something we didn't have last year. So if you want to be sure that you have your ticket well in advance, then go ahead and head to our Indiegogo once it's up and uh, buy it. Do it. (laughs) Are we going to set, I mean, I guess we could talk about this later, but are we going to set some aside so we can have some extra tickets for people at the door? We'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, anything else? Um, I mean, it's it's not like a major story, but Devin Sawa said he wants to make Idle Hands too, and I'm all fucking for it. Yeah, that's the whole story. Like, it's not happening. No, yeah. no one is talking about it besides Devin Sawa. But yeah, I would love it. Yeah, this was just something that I think it was 
bloody disgusting just posted it something he probably said just in passing but yeah he was doing an interview and somebody said something like which one of your movies would you most like to have a sequel for right and he said idle hands i can't believe he didn't say casper i mean come on <laughs> um he was like final this oh wait <laughs> um no yeah uh idle hands too i i don't I have no idea where idler hands idler <laughs> more idle um I don't know where they'd go with it, but he, yeah, he said he'd like to do it if it happened. He's, but he was pretty realistic. He's like, I don't think it ever will because I think he said something like, I think the movie like broke even. <laughs> yeah. Which is just like the kiss of death. It's like, it's, I mean, it's developed a cult following now, but it's like, what does, what good does that do them right. at this point? People are buying DVDs from Goodwill, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, the movie's awesome. It's great. It had the offspring in it. It did. <laughs> Singing Ramon songs. Right. We should uh we should do a drunken cinema to that. Idle hands? Hell yeah. Sure. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, did. Uh we haven't done one in a while. What yeah. was the last one we did? Uh Freddy versus Jason. Was it? I thought it was um the other one. Event Horizon. No, I think Event Horizon was before Freddy vs. Jason. Was it? Was it? Okay. Yeah, we should do one. Soon. Yeah, look at all that booze over there. Let's get working. Hella booze. Hella booze. Hella boobs. Hella boobs all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This discussion is getting us nowhere. So <laughs> let's go ahead and start some horror business. So, so, sorry if there's some background noise. Usually we like it a little more quiet than this, but it's kind of stuffy in here. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a little sweaty. So sweaty. <laughs> it's hot time summer in the city. Or hot, hot town summer in the, I don't know. Hot time in the old town tonight. Sure, yeah, that's a thing, right? <laughs> sounds, it sounds right. It sounds like a thing. <laughs> uh, man, I was coming up, so... Just get. I left about the time I expected to, to to come here, and I fully expected to be here, like at around one, like I said. But I ended up getting here probably closer to one thirty, and that was because traffic was so bad because the Aurora Bridge was down to one lane. Because, oh, that's right. Um, so I my GPS told me to go through or go down the waterfront on Alaskan. Oh, don't do that. It was a bad idea. Yeah. Even though, even though my GPS told me it was the best idea, it was probably not the best idea. Yeah, we went to a baseball game, and it was like, you go this way or you go on the waterfront, it's the same. So we're like, oh, well, we'll just go on the waterfront then. Check it out. Look at all the construction and, you know, look at the water and whatever. It was not the same. <laughs> yeah. We were in uh, one of the lime pods, mm-hmm. and at one point, my girlfriend was like, what if we just left it here? <laughs> like, we just, were sitting there so long. She was like, what if we just got out and left the car in the middle of the street? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Yeah, it was coming up, and like, there's always so much traffic down there anyway. Like, it's always fucked up, even before they started construction. And they're tearing down the um, the the viaduct, and it, I guess that was kind of my point. Is it's weird that it's not there anymore. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's still like sections of it that they haven't torn down yet, but most of it's gone, and it's so 
they're still Strange. working right in front of my office and it's really weird to just like look out the window and try and figure out what the hell they're doing what do they do they like seal off the battery street tunnel uh yeah okay are they just filling it in or yep that's they're using the viaduct to fill in the battery street tunnel. oh really yeah that sounds like an accident waiting to happen <laughs> when all that open space starts to collapse in on itself yeah well well, I've got to go sometime. <laughs> Why not on Battery Street? Anyway. Okay. So, real world horror, because that's what we're here for. Right? Yeah. You know what we should do before we start real world horror? What should we do? Thanks some Patreon oh, people. Hey. So, we have uh, a gang of people that we affectionately have dubbed the Gravediggers that support us over on Patreon. Um, and every month they toss us... A little bit of a little bit of charity, a little bit of scratch, yeah. Um, throw it in our guitar case, so to speak, and uh, it helps us keep this show moving along. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of bills, but they are there, and we don't have very much money, so it helps. It helps us pay for our website and our hosting fees and and such. Um, so, thank you to Kevin Nesgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges. Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, Max Zaleski, and Aaron Meyer. Uh, thanks again, guys. Your support means a lot, and uh, it helps a lot. So um, keep keep doing that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Taylor, if anybody else wants to join the party, where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. For as little as $1 a month, you can get exclusive content, including video reviews of movies, Chosen by the Grave Diggers. $5 gets your name in the show. $10 gets you an exclusive t-shirt. $20 gets you something that I don't remember right now. And $100 gets you a tattoo of a fat unicorn on my ass. Still waiting. Yep. You know what you should do? You should get a fat unicorn's ass on your ass, but have like your own asshole be its asshole. Definitely not doing that. (laughs) Not doing any part of that. Because then it'd be like a unicorn shitting every time you're shitting. But unicorns shit rainbows, and I don't shit rainbows. Maybe you will. I probably won't. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I don't know. It was just it was a spitballing. Just I was workshopping it. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I'll I'll come back with another idea. Please don't. <laughs> All right. So starting real world horror. Take a trip to. No specific town, I guess, in Henrico, right? Henrico, Henrico, Henrico County, Virginia, where the people are being terrorized. <laughs> this this story is not scary, it's but fucking it's fucking weird. weird, and it could easily lead to a very scary screenplay. Yeah. So these innocent victims. <laughs> In Henrico County, uh, have been visited in the night by a figment, <laughs> or a f- not figment, figure, Fig- figure, figure, um, who is wearing a TV on his head. Like he has been dubbed by the media TV head. No points for originality <laughs> awarded. Um, but yeah, it's like this. It's a, just a CRT 
on his head um, and he'll walk up to people's porches and deliver a TV and just walk away. Again, it's like a CRT old school, you know, the big box TVs. It's not, he's not dropping off flat screens or anything. No, that'd be kind of cool. This is just weird. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't seen if the TVs work. I don't know if anyone has bothered to plug one in. They might be too scared. I don't know. I don't think I would do it, especially if it had like a VCR on it. I'd be worried what was going to play. That's true. You might get some ring shit. Mm. And like, I assume you've seen the video or at least, I don't know if there are several videos, but there's been at least one where he walks up onto like a person's porch, drops the TV or, you know, puts the TV down and waves at their doorbell camera. Yeah. And walks off into the night. It's so weird. I can't even imagine how I'd react if I woke up and saw that. Because, like, you just walk through the whole thing. Like, you wake up, you go out to get the paper or whatever, you open your front door, there's this CRT TV, this Sanyo 27-inch sitting on your front porch. You just go... Well, that's weird. <laughs> I'm going to go check my, my ring. You know, who the fuck put this here? And then you watch it, and there's fucking TV head just giving you the over-shoulder wave. I'm just like, yeah, I'm burning that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like my parents have more like a, a doorbell camera, and it does have a, I mean, obviously it has a motion detector on it, but you can also set up alerts. So if the motion detector is triggered, it'll start either it'll, it'll record or it will feed you like a, like a message in live video. Like on Uh, your phone. Yeah. So it's possible that this person could have seen this happen like in action. Yeah. In real time. And just been, you know, curled up in their closet with a gun because it was weird. It's fucking weird. (laughs) Um, let's see. At least 60 people have been uh, subjected to the bizarre antics. Uh, and yeah, so the guy's dressed in a jumpsuit and has just a TV sitting on his head like uh, like the fucking Headless Horseman, except it's a TV instead of a pumpkin. 60 people is not a small number. That is not a small number. This guy's been busy. Like, is that in the span of one night? And where is he getting all these TVs? That's another question. Is he like the Easter Bunny? He makes the TVs and delivers them? You know, the Easter Bunny like shits out eggs. Don't know why. <laughs> Don't want to know why. <laughs> Brightly colored eggs at that. Filled with candy. Sometimes. You hope. <laughs> Maybe that's never been chocolate. Like <laughs> You're just eating rabbit shit. <laughs> uh, resident Adrian Garner told Richmond Station WWBT... This is, it's the weirdest thing. He squats down, puts a TV there, and walks off. It's really weird. My first reaction was, did we order this? <laughs> Not in an Amazon box. It was just kind of strange. That's an understatement, I'd say. Like, if you did order it, yeah, you wouldn't expect it to just be sitting there. Yeah. Not in a box, not labeled. And again, who would order a tube TV? Yeah. <laughs> Those are fucking relics now. Um. Yeah, strange, wild stuff. Now, I'm very curious if anyone has actually plugged it in to see, like, a if it works, and b if anything strange happens with the TV. Like, does it play something? Does yeah. it? 
have a camera inside to watch you. <laughs> if you or somebody you know has been affected by TV head, <laughs> let us know. We'd love to talk to you. Want to know what's going on. Or if you yourself are TV head, please contact us. Yeah. I would love to get a exclusive sit down with TV head. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I don't, you don't have to tell us who you are. Like, if you wear the TV the whole interview, that would actually be fucking dope. <laughs> and we'd be like, why are you like this? <laughs> and you can use one of those things that, like, that masks your voice. I don't care. A vibrator. A vibrator? Vibrator. <laughs> those aren't just vi- You don't just put vibrators up to your throat. You know that, right? Yes, I know that. It's important to me that you know that. <laughs> It'd just be funnier if it was a vibrator. <laughs> Fuck. Or if you want to wear like a like a Darth Vader voice modulator or something. Yeah, talk out one of those little plastic megaphones that makes you sound like a robot. <laughs> or use a kazoo. Yeah. Yep. So look out for TV head, guys, because you might just get more than you expect. Like a free TV. <laughs> Sure. Or just like, hey, you throw this away. You know what? I think I might have found my Halloween costume. Oh, yeah? Yeah, fucking TV head. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, The Shining, the well-known uh, Stephen King don't book. You, don't you mean The Shining? You're trying to get sued? Of course, well-known book by Stephen King. <laughs> uh, adapted for the screen by one Stanley Kubrick. Stan. Stan Kubrick. Big Stan. Big Stan the man. As his friend called him. Yep. Yep, we call him that. <laughs> Uh, it is being adapted once again, but this time as a stage play. And this is, of course, going to be in England, London. <laughs> On the West End. West End Girls. I don't know this song. The Pet Shop Boys? I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's pretty much the chorus. West End Girls. <laughs> Just over and over West again. West End Girls. <laughs> Living in a West End world. No, no, no that's different. I was being adapted by Tony winners Simon Stevens, who Stevens. did The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night. Oh, of course. Some, Seattle Fire. Uh, and Evo Von Hove from A View from the Bridge. Hova. Yep. Hova. Throwing up the rock. <laughs> oh my God. Go away. There's no fires here. <laughs> we hope. Uh, the play is expected to debut in London's West End, like I said, before transferring to Broadway. <laughs> All right. Take it down there, champ. <laughs> take about 10% off. I could take about 10% off. Both Van Hova and Stevens are well known for their, quote, inventive and avant-garde stage productions. So... Seemed like they could be the right people for this. Avant Gerd. Gerdy. Gerdy. 
I like to play with words. Scars, guys. Biographer George Beam confirmed that it, The Shining was actually originally conceived as a play divided into five acts like a Shakespearean tragedy. Did you know that? Uh, nope. I didn't. didn't. He didn't know that. The Wait. The book. The book. Hey. Or maybe I, the movie. I believe that more about the movie. Not so much the book. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it says bi- biographer George Bean, but I don't know what... Who did he biography? Bi- biographize. <laughs> Biog- yeah, him. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Author of the Stephen King Companion. Huh. Well... So okay. do you think you're trying to go see this? No. I don't have an intention of going to London. What about when it comes to Broadway? No. I don't really have an intention of going to New York either. <laughs> what if it goes off Broadway? Maybe. <laughs> what if it comes to the Paramount? Maybe. Almost a Paramore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Could be cool. I was not as big of a fan of the film. I mean, this is being... Is it an adaptation of the film or the movie? The book. Or the book, I mean. The book. Okay. Eh. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of stage plays. This is not really my forte. Yeah. Me neither. Um, so there's that. Book of Mormon was super good, though. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a, a little shop before in high school. That's cool. It was all right. It was a musical, which again, that takes away from the whole stage play element for me because it's just more that you have to pay attention to. There's no word on if this is going to be a musical or not. I sure as fuck hope not. God, if you want to destroy the mood of The Shining, you fucking add a musical number to it. Give me the bat, Wendy. Give me the bat. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> that's that's on wax now. That's trademarked. You can't use that. It's mine. <laughs> Mine's now. <laughs> so if you're in London town and you feel like going to see a shining play, then uh, you're in luck. Yeah, because because they'll it's have gonna one. happen. There's yeah, there's gonna be one for you to go to and watch and see. <laughs> So everybody wants another Friday or not Friday Thirteenth uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, Street. yeah. Well, yes, I've been wanting one for years, but um, everybody wants a good Nightmare on Elm Street, and it seems like everybody's fixated on the only way you can get a good Nightmare on Elm Street, and this might be true. In fact, it's actually probably true. The only way you can get a good Nightmare on Elm Street is if you have Robert England playing Freddy, because. He is, he in is fact, Freddy. Freddy. We've been over this before, where you have people like Michael Myers and Jason. Anybody could play them because they're wearing a mask. All you need is a big, lumbering person that can carry a knife or, or a machete. Um, but with Freddy, it's different because it's his face. He has makeup on, but it's his face. It's his, his voice. personality. Yeah, it's his voice. Um, he really owned that role, became that role. 
And whereas, you know, Jack Earl Haley is a great actor. Um, and I mean, he did the best he could with the role. Sure. But he was wrong for the role. Yeah. And I mean, aside from that, the movie just was shit. But that wasn't his fault. It's just he was not, yeah, right for the role. So people ever since have been saying, hey, Robert, you got to come back. You got to play Freddy again. And he did recently on an episode of The Goldbergs. Um, I never watched that. I totally meant to. I saw it. Was it good? Uh, yeah. It was like a dream sequence or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool, even if it was for only a couple minutes. Yeah. It's a fun little cameo. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, people have constantly been bothering him to, you know, pick up the glove again. And uh, in an, uh, it's kind of like people, people still ask CM Punk when he's coming back to wrestling. And he's like, fucking never. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay. Wink. <laughs> A lot of people seem to think he's going to AEW. I've seen a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, that. a lot of people talk about a lot of things. <laughs> um, I mean, since he doesn't, isn't he still getting his ass handed to him in MMA? No, he's just doing announcing for MMA now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that died quickly. Yeah, he had two fights and they lasted like a combined five minutes. <laughs> oh, sad. Anyway, um, in an interview that uh, Robert England was doing with Dead Entertainment, which is a YouTube channel, I believe, right? Well, this particular interview was on YouTube, so well, there you go. Um, he said, uh, I'm not Freddy more anymore, you guys. I could do one more, probably, if you held my ankles down, if you put yogurt on my butt. What? <laughs> is that yeah, what? I'm the weirdo. Is, is the guy with the <laughs> popsicle stick up his ass. <laughs> Is yogurt on your butt like the key to the youth, key to youth or something? Uh, because I eat a lot of yogurt, and you know I'm not getting any younger, so maybe I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, you're clearly taking it wrong. Yeah. You're supposed to just slather it on your ass. <laughs> and I'd probably go through less of it too, because I can get through like one bot, one thing of yogurt in like four days. It would probably last a lot longer if I was just smearing it on my ass. Yeah, you got a narrow little ass. <laughs> I do have a narrow little ass. <laughs> Uh, if you put yogurt on my butt, if you shot me up with vitamin C, but here's the thing, I can't do eight more, you guys. So we need a new actor that you guys believe in and trust and love and that can go the distance. I can go the distance. Like that song. Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> the rumor I've heard, the rumor I've heard that I like is Kevin Bacon. Kevin loves horror. He's a real actor. He's a character actor. Is he? Yeah, is he? <laughs> I've never really considered him a character actor. Me neither. He's but, always played different characters. Yeah, but it's not... Like, he doesn't really disappear into a character. Like, Johnny Depp is a character actor. Sure. Kevin Bacon just... He's always just Kevin Bacon playing a character. <laughs> Are you Kevin Bacon? No. no. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. He's a character actor. We need somebody like that to take it on and redo it and redo it, redo it, exploiting all the new technology. You lost me at new technology. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. But also the fact that Kevin Bacon, I don't think is all that much younger than Robert England. He's 11 years younger than him. Is he? Even still, he's got to be in his what? Fifties. He's 61. Kevin Bacon is. Yeah. Okay, well... Robert England is 72. That's not going to go the distance in eight more movies. No. 
let's see 84 is when the first one came out 47 he was 30 yeah, he was like in his 30s when he made the first one there you go you need a guy in his 30s like early 40s maybe not 60s who could play freddy realistically uh sean whalen he's dead what wait no i'm thinking somebody else sean whalen Okay, but he's fifty-five. Holy fuck, he is. Not did not expect that. <laughs> Try to think of somebody that I could really believe in. Somebody I could really get behind. I yeah, know. I don't know. If they got to be taller, thin. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm stuck on this one. Oh, um, uh, uh, Doug, um, Jones. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know how old he is. Uh, 59. <laughs> oh, Christ. Man. Why can't we get people be getting old, man? Oh, shit. I mean, it, we might have to go with like an unknown on this one. I, that's probably going to be what has to happen because I don't think Robert England really had much of a career before Nightmare. Not particularly. Not that I know of. I mean, I, mean, he, I think he'd probably been in some stuff. I'm sure he was. No, yeah. He uh, wasn't someone like the tier of Kevin Bacon. Right. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is the upper echelon. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is. He's an A-lister. <laughs> he was already in Freddy or in, uh, Friday the 13th. And um, Animal House. That's yeah, and uh, probably some other stuff. But then he went on to do Tremors. Yep, and that was like his. He just took off from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have no. I'm sure we could. The two of us could come up with someone, whether it's somebody mildly known or or well known or. We, we we don't have that kind of access to find somebody, to find an unknown. Yeah. But I'm sure we can come up with somebody that's at least in like their early to mid 40s. At least. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this is off topic, sort of. But apparently they're rebooting Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I heard that this morning. And like Hillary Duff's actually going to be playing her. Yeah, it's like... Lizzie McGuire in her 40s or something. 30s. She's younger than us. Whatever. Don't age us. <laughs> we don't need that. Um, but they should reboot even Stevens, man. Yeah? Yeah. And just have Lewis have gone completely fucking insane. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. And have Ren with her big fake boobs. Yes. <laughs> Please. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, there are no uh, immediate plans for a new Nightmare reboot. Um, not for lack of trying. Yeah. Because God knows uh, Warner Brothers wants another franchise. Uh, remember when James Wan was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to return to horror. And everyone was like, I bet he's making a Nightmare on Elm Street for no reason. People just thought that because people are stupid. <laughs> I mean, I remember him saying that, but I don't remember them. Oh, yeah, that was a rumor for like a hot second was that he was going to be rebooting Nightmare on Elm Street. 
uh-huh. based on like some guy's tweet. <laughs> like not even somebody famous, like some guy with like 25 followers or something was just like, <laughs> what if it's Nightmare on Elm Street? And Dread Central was like, what if it is? <laughs> oh my God, it could be. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, yeah, there's no immediate plans for a Nightmare reboot, um, but New Line, uh, there have been persin- persistent ru- rumors that New Line uh, is trying to revive the franchise by 2021. So, I believe it. I mean, they're going to try their damnedest. I have every belief that they will. Well, yeah, they you always take well-known franchises over something new, so. Right. It's pretty much Hollywood now. Hollywood. Especially, like, Sony. Just fuck them. Yeah. I'm so mad at Sony right now. <laughs> over Spider-Man? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn it! <laughs> you had one fucking job! <laughs> Everybody's like, it's Disney's fault. They wanted too much, and it wasn't even their property. Disney made it what it is now. Like, it's because of Disney that uh, that Sony might actually be able to make a one-off movie on their own that isn't complete shit. Anyway. Like, they can't include anything. Okay, okay. They can't include the Marvel Universe. No, oh, yeah, we're not doing this. They, they can't do we're it. We're not doing this right now. But Taylor, <laughs> just stop. Leave it. Fine, leave it. Fine. Fine. Just the same old thing. Just the same old thing. No matter how much love you try to So speaking of James Wan's big secret new project, uh, uh, it's going to be called Silver Cup. That's one word. Okay. Means nothing. Uh, Means nothing to me. British actor from London, George Young, uh, has landed the male lead role opposite Annabelle actress, Annabelle Wallace. I don't think she plays Annabelle. I think Annabelle's a doll. Yeah. But her name is Annabelle, and she was in Annabelle. Well, there you go. It's Inception. Anception. <laughs> I don't know either of these people. Well, Annabelle Wallace was in Annabelle. Well, there, there's that. So I know you saw Annabelle, right? Yeah, so many times. Yeah, you saw the first and the second and the third, right? <laughs> is there three of them now? I think the third one just came out recently. For fuck's sake. I think. I don't like the world now. Max texted me like almost right before we started, and he was like, we're watching La Llorona, and I didn't know it was part of the Conjuring universe. Fuck! (laughs) And he was like, it's so bad. I was like, oh, you don't say. It's like, yeah, we know. (laughs) I haven't seen it, but I know. That's why we didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, According to James Wan... This is going to be a hard R thriller. I don't like the term hard R. I don't like it coming from him either. Well, the term hard R always makes me think of the (laughs) N-word. Sure. Yeah. Because there's the way rappers say it, and there's a hard R. (laughs) 
Right. So uh, he also says it's going to have old school practical effects. Oh, bullshit. (laughs) I'll fucking believe that when I see it, which is never because I'm never going to watch another James Wan movie. (laughs) Well, here's something that might get you excited. Okay. Uh, Wan is going to co-write the script. Excited yet? Nope. Uh, With the nun actress Ingrid Bisu. This this doesn't. No. Who is Juan's fiance? And there it is. (laughs) What's a little nepotism? Works for Sherry Moon Zombie. (laughs) Sure. You notice she doesn't get any roles outside Rob Zombie movies. Nope. Uh, three from hell, right? Uh, Juan is going to produce through his atomic monster banner, and he's going to shoot the film this fall in Ola. Ola. I think he's going to eat tacos and hike. <laughs> oh, if you want fucking tacos, you got to give it in L.A. Ola. <laughs> tacos, 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 Venice Beach tacos. It's always fish, chicken, or Cornitas wrapped in a tortitas. How fucking good can they be? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> no, this is dumb. This is fucking just more James Wan bullshit. There's no, uh, no, no synopsis or plot details yet. But I bet there you probably is a plot. Yeah, I bet you <laughs> there's going to be a lot of like ambiance. And uh, just a lot of stage setting with nothing actually happening. And then boogity boo. There's yeah. going to be a jump scare. And it's all going to be very blue. It's very it's blue and very dark. It's going to be blue. And uh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. It seriously is like every movie is more James Wan than the one before it. Mm-hmm. It's like he's, he's uh crawl up his own ass and just like he keeps circling around into infinity. <laughs> He's creating this fucking wan black hole. He's creating a oneverse. Yep. <laughs> just a vortex. Just this never ending, never exp- or ever expanding uh cycle of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. What are the what are what are the odds that's that Silver Cup is somehow in the Conjuring universe. Oh, it's like it most definitely will be. <laughs> there's like, there's almost no chance that it won't be in the in the Conjuring universe, the Wannaverse, the bullshit verse verse. Yeah, got him. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if I know there's people out there that like James Wan for some fucking reason. So you know. I guess get hype. Oh, don't encourage that. Okay, don't get hype. Watch better movies. Yeah. Don't encourage bad behavior. <laughs> That's not how people learn. Strike a match and walk away. Feeding on the fading models. White meat festival. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be a little in the dark on this one because I have not seen what we're talking about. So, I'm going to do my best. Um, 
in a new newly released trailer for the Netflix film series series uh the island it seems like uh, netflix is taking jabs at the fire festival good everyone should yeah because that was a clusterfuck of epic proportions oh yeah um the new series from neil labute who was the show the, the director of wicker man he what he was the wicker man he's the wicker man <laughs> not the bees <laughs> Oh, Nick. Uh, it centers on 10 people who wake up on a mysterious island with no memory of how they got there. As they struggle to escape, they soon discover that this island is not what it appears to be. Well, Writer-director nice. of the remake of Wicker Man. Okay. That's nice and vague. It's like, you could... It could be anything. That sounds like lost. It, it's just, it could be lost. <laughs> uh... It's going to be starring Alex Pettifer. Tony, what's a Pettifer? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> For pooping, silly. <laughs> what? That's not a Petty. What, what's a Petty? Like Richard Petty? Sh- sure. Tom Petty, one love. Where are you at? Richard Petty, too. Isn't he dead? I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm thinking of Dale Earnhardt. He's the dead one. Yeah. Did you hear Junior got in a helicopter accident? Yeah. And walked away. Yeah. He's just like, fuck you, death. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Just walked away from explosion because he literally fucking... walked away. <laughs> just walked out of the fire like a fucking T one thousand. Just like this is bullshit. <laughs> Little do you know that I wear my fire suit under all of my clothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> starring Alex Pettifer from I Am Number Four, which nobody saw. Kate Be- Bosworth from Superman Returns, also nobody saw. Um, uh, also from that surfing movie that maybe nobody saw. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't even remember the name of it. <laughs> I don't know. Natalie Martinez from Southwest. Something blue. Which, it had blue in the name. Yeah, it was very blue. <laughs> it's a blue something. Or blue other. crush. That's what it was. Um, <laughs> Natalie Martinez from Selfless, which I don't, I've never heard of. Kyle Schmidt from Copper. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, they will all star in the series, which is set to premiere on September 12th, 2019. So there's that. So really, the only reason I put this on here is because I had an idea for a screenplay that parodied Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like this is actually anything like it. Um. Because my idea was basically like all these rich white people go to this island for this festival and it turns out the festival is all malarkey and just a big clusterfuck and then they get stuck on the island and then I didn't really know it was either going to be a slasher or they were going to turn into cannibals or there would already be cannibals on the island. Mm, 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 mm. Or it could have turned into actually a movie. I was going to say it could have turned into like this, uh, like this hunting thing. Like the hunt that just got canceled? Yeah, I was going to say, that just got canceled. <laughs> On account of all the mass shootings that have like just never seem to stop in this country. Yeah. So we can't have films about shooting or hunting people as, you know, as a joke or as a... Satire. Satire. Um, because it's constantly happening and people are terrified. Yep. What, a, what an amazing world we live in. 
And you know what the problem is? I figured it out. The guns. It's the video games. Oh, of course. Got to be the no, video it's games. The guns. <laughs> what? Come on. More guns make us more secure. Right. If there was a good guy with a gun, none of these would have happened. Right. Yeah. Except for the guy in Philly that shot the six cops that all were had guns. Yeah. Or like that shooting in Texas where presumably everybody carries a gun. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) There's your grave plot politics for the day. Um, uh, The opening moments of the trailer unfold promising luxury, music, and a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But soon the good times fade and mysterious shadowy figures seem to follow the ten wherever they go. So it could be cannibals. Could be. Could be could be smoke monster. I don't understand this though. Did they go to the island for something? Yeah, I don't really understand if the if it's just the trailer that's parodying Firefest or if it's the actual series itself. Mm. I don't know. I don't understand. It's basically lost. <laughs> it sounds like lost. <laughs> I never watched Lost, but from this description, it sounds like lost. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back. <laughs> Did you ever see that Jimmy Fallon? Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Me and my brother used to do that like back and forth all the time. We have to go back. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, the island. Oh, I get it. <laughs> it totally went over my head the first time. Wait, I don't get it. Like island? The island? Yeah, but what does island mean? I don't know what the eye like. Like eye like apple? No. It's like eye, like eye. 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 Ow. <laughs> like me, myself, and. Yeah. You got it. You got it, man. But what does that mean? <laughs> Maybe it's like a apple reference. That's what I just said. Did you? Yeah. But then when it would be a lowercase I. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't have the answers. <laughs> All I know is Tim Cook might be upset. Netflix, explain this to us. And while you're at it, bring back the OA. So as we all know, it Chapter 2 is coming out soon. It's going to be two hours and 49 minutes long. I know there's a lot of people out there thinking, that's it? <laughs> well, let me tell you, you're in luck, son. <laughs> because Andy Muschietti wants to combine both It films, including the director's cuts, into one massive supercut. I'm kind of okay with this. You got an afternoon? Let's watch It. A whole fucking day, maybe. <laughs> uh, in an interview with SFX Magazine, he said, the possibilities are open. There's a version where the two movies are cut together. There's a version where there's a special director's cut of number one and a special director's cut of number two. And I'm happy to basically work on every one of them because that means lots of money. <laughs> who, like money. Who does number two work for? <laughs> it's like poop. Yeah, no, I got it. Uh, the first chapter two director's cut was four hours long. That's so much movie. 
Uh, he's now going to be working on the director's cut based on my first director's cut. And he says it's definitely going to happen. When people say something's definitely going to happen, it makes me think it might not happen. <laughs> like, it makes me doubt what they're saying. Always. So this is like a minimum six-hour movie. At least, yeah. Yeah, minimum. What was the runtime on the first one? Uh, I don't think it was almost three hours. That's at chapter two. I don't I want It was two hours, 26 minutes. Okay, it's still pretty long. So even if they only take the director's cut of the second one, that's almost seven hours. That's so much. I mean... So yeah, this is a work day worth of movie. Yeah. You think about it, like, for the most part, the miniseries told the more or less the entire story. Like, there were parts that were left out, but there were parts that were left out. Yes, the, the gangbang scene, we all know. <laughs> um, but... I mean, there were parts that were left out of the first movie, too. Um, Inevitably, but, there will be parts left out of the second one. Sure. But, and the, I mean, like just looking at the trailer, there are parts in there that weren't in the book. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, Stephen King wrote a new scene, remember? Yeah, a new scene. I saw several scenes that made no sense. <laughs> that whole thing at the carnival, that wasn't a thing. Maybe that's the new scene. It's silly. You don't tell Stephen King he can't write it. Bullshit. We went over this. Anyway. Listen to the last episode. Uh, plug, plug, plug. But the miniseries was four hours and it told the whole story. More or less. Well, Muschietti wants to tell the whole story and more. Yep. Because he's got all fucking day. I really wonder if they're going to have the ritual of Chud. 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 What am I, some hideous fucking chud over here? <laughs> or is it, ch- it might be chewed. I don't, I've never really heard anybody actually pronounce it, so. I've always just said chud, because it looks like chud. Chud. It's got the two U's. Does it have two U's? Yeah. Uh, there's a wrestler named Cody Chun, but it has two H's. Chun. 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 Ch- ch- <laughs> Chen. Chen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. I mean, yeah. I'm. It, You're all for an eight-hour it. Yeah, because I would like to see it. I, you would have to take a lunch break. You legally mandated. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see it uh, put together the way the book is, and the way the miniseries was, where it's got the at least where it's got. Chapter one and chapter two, you know, child and adult years. That's chapter fine. two is still going to have the kids. Like it's going to have flashbacks. Some though. flashbacks, yeah, but you know, they have to de-age the kids. You hear about that? Uh, They're digitally de-aging the kids. I think I heard something about that. Yeah, um, and like when I saw Stranger Things this season, I fucking <clears throat> knew that they were going to have to do that. Oh yeah, Finn Wolfhard is like a young man. Yeah, he's he's very, he's quite tall. Guys, Lucas has a beard. It's fucking weird. It is weird. I don't. It's weird. It's freaking me out, man. He's got like this. <laughs> it's like it's not super apparent. So it's like one of those things where it's like, hold on, is that there? <laughs> At first, you're just like, oh, he's got a little, yeah, a little something. <laughs> uh, but actually, no. 
No, I take that back. It was before Stranger Things because Finn Wolfhard was in a Weezer video uh, a while back. It was the one they did for um, Take On Me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't even recognize him at first. He's like super tall and like he looks like fucking Jack Skellington now. <laughs> uh, freaked me out, man. Kids be growing. Kids be growing. So that's all our horror business. Yep. That's it. Exciting end. <laughs> As we trail off. <laughs> we didn't really know how to end that last one. Um, but next up, boys and girls out there and everybody in between. It's all inclusive, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> friends, let's just say friends. All use peoples out there. Uh, get hype because we're gonna talk about some movies. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> we just recorded like fifteen minutes of of review. And no, we didn't. Well, we talked for 15 <laughs> minutes and didn't record fucking any of it because I am a fucking moron. Fact. Anyway, so as we said at the top of the episode, this is our salute to summer horror, summer camp horror. Specifically. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, it's something that took off in like the 80s, kind of like when slashers became popular. I think probably... Friday the 13th kind of set the trend, I think. Um, I may not have been the first, but it was definitely the the launching pad. It may, I can't honestly think of another one, though, that came before it. A lot of copycats came after. For sure. Like The Burning and, you know, Madman and, you know, Sleepaway Camp to a lesser extent. Um, but this is... Uh, Yep. Um, anyway, I forgot what I was saying. You're talking about summer camp movies. Yep. The yep. Burning. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, summer camp horror, or slashers, I should say, um, it's kind of a, a sub-genre sub that's kind of carried on through the years. Um, I think it kind of dipped out in the 90s, but it's kind of made a resurgence lately. Um, I mean... Had things like, um, I think of a lot of them have been kind of satire, kind of tongue-in-cheek, meta, for for lack of a better term. A lot of term, a lot of them have been set in the 80s, too. Like, there's yeah. you don't see a lot of, like, summer camp present day. Right. Yeah, I mean, one that, I mean, in the recent years, it really comes to mind is Final Girls, because that really, like, I mean, that was like the, like an iconic summer camp slasher made in the 80s. That was very like aware of itself. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you might be the killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which did you watch that? Mm-hmm. It was all right, but I I kind of thought I would like it more than I did. Same here. I don't really know why. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it was about it that just was didn't have me over the moon. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
But uh, I mean, yeah, things like that. Even the upcoming uh, season of American Horror Story right. is going to be all slasher, 80s, uh, 80s summer camp slasher. Yeah, I mean, it's it takes place in 1984, as indicated by the title. Um, Which is, of course, 1984. <laughs> and I, I don't think I've been this excited about a about an American Horror Story season since season two, which of course was an utter disappointment. Right. You were only excited about that because season one was so good. Right. (laughs) But then Coven was awesome. So I was pretty hyped for season four, which was Freak Show. Yep. Which wasn't that good. Yeah. It was okay to start with. It took a huge fucking nosedive though. Yeah. Freak Show was the first season where I just like stopped watching halfway through. Right. Uh, And then Hotel, which I didn't even watch till later because of fucking Lady Gaga. Yep. Has it been kind of an upswing lately? I mean, Roanoke was pretty good, I thought. Um, This past one was pretty good. So, anyway, this isn't about American Horror Story. Uh, Slashers, uh, but, I mean, it's it's been kind of an enduring theme for for horror films, and it's kind of like a... It's a trope. It's a trope. It's easy to do um provided you can get like a camp to film at um you don't have to be all that original <laughs> yeah um you just have to have campers getting slaughtered that's the thing like is slashers in general and summer camp slashers more specifically people don't want you to reinvent the wheel they don't want a new spin on it they want the same old shit exactly. every time yeah they just want you to kill people creatively that's what all we care about yeah I keep saying they, but it's we. <laughs> um, yeah, and like I said, I'm pretty sure it was Friday the 13th that kind of set the set the tone. Um, I honestly can't think of one that came before it. I think probably the one that came closely after this was the burning. Yeah, but burning the burning was clearly inspired by Friday the 13th. Yeah, um, which was actually really inspired by the story of Cropsy, which was a New Jersey legend. Mm-hmm. And actually, Mad Men, which we're going to talk about, was actually based on the same legend originally. Um, but because they were filming at the same time, <laughs> someone had to make a change. Anyway, um, so we've got uh, Mad Men, and we've got Friday the 13th Part 2 to talk about. So, Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with Mad Men. Many strange things happen around here. He was a farmer, wife and two children. We used to live in that old house behind those trees. For no apparent reason, we'd stalk, raving, mad. He walked into his bedroom. The bodies of his wife and children have never been found. And if he hears you call his name, he'll come for you. Come and get us, madman!
Mad Madman. Madman. It's it's one word. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> uh, we open up on this cartoon imagery of a forest, and it tells us that the following story takes place at a special camp for gifted children. You know, I didn't even catch that. The text on the screen? Yeah. Like, just to go, it, goes to show you how much I pay attention to this. Well, it's like credits, 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 and then it has this intro. So if you're not paying attention, you could easily think it's still just credits. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it, it says it's a special camp for gifted children, and there is one child in this entire movie. <laughs> I don't know, but it had to have something to do with child labor laws, I would think. So how did this one girl get away with it? I don't know. Maybe she's like the daughter of the director or something. <laughs> But I I feel like there's like something about like working after eight o'clock or after dark or something. Yeah, but, that sounds familiar. But I mean, there's I mean, like the kids on uh, they reach worked overnight. Maybe because it was in the summer. It wasn't in the summer though. Then I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe because things. it wasn't a SAG film. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them. Um. Oh, yeah, Silas listens to this. Uh, but no, the whole story takes place. It centers around our our counselors. We've got TP <laughs> for my bunghole, uh, Betsy, Ellie, Dave, Stacy, and Bill, as well as the senior counselor Max. It Mad opens Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. <laughs> uh, the movie opens on a campfire. They're all telling spooky stories. TP is singing a spooky story. I think it's about Madman Mars. I don't think it is. Uh, I don't know. It might be, but I couldn't really tell because it was just a terrible tune. It was hard to listen to. Yeah, he was a bad singer. <laughs> the words didn't rhyme. Not at all. And uh, there was no rhythm to the song. And, you know, to really pull this movie around, you know, really make it full... The end credits is the same song, except it has music now. Is it? Yeah, you didn't notice that? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, then the lyrics are about Mad, 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 Mad Men Mars. I'm pretty sure it was. I almost said Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was hard to pay attention to because it was so bad. But there Yeah, were, it was really bad. Yeah. I mean, if it is the same song during the closing credits, then yeah, it's about Mad Men Mars. But uh, Max, like, who, like I said, is the senior counselor. He's middle-aged. He... Breaks down the whole story of Madman Mars. Tells us that he was this local guy who was just a total asshole. Had got his nose bitten off in a bar fight. Right? Yeah. By a Saigon whore. (laughs) That's a Saigon whore that bit my nose off. Where Uh, where you at, Chris Farley? One love. love. And then he murdered his wife and children with an axe one day randomly for no real reason that they explain i don't if if they explained why i missed it it was just like oh yeah he was a dick so he killed him (laughs) he's just a bad man so he just he killed everyone he he was mad he was a mad man he was mad he was mad at him so he just killed him people were like oh he shouldn't have done that (laughs) uh the townspeople got out their pitchforks and torches took him to the gallows rabble 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 yep and they hung him. And the next day they came back to collect the body, I guess. And he, he was gone. Spoopy. 
no real explanation as to if he died by hanging and then the body disappeared or if they like just left while he was still <laughs> breathing. Yeah. Like, yeah, he'll probably die soon enough. When they finally... It's sh- getting late. Yeah. <laughs> when they finally show him, he kind of looks like some kind of ghoul, but... Well, yeah, I mean, like we said, his nose is half gone. His skin is like this grayish brown. Yeah. And he's got a big scar over his eye for some reason that they don't explain. Yeah, and he wears these weird foot-colored shoes. <laughs> foot-shaped shoes, I mean. Those look, those look terrible. Like They didn't look very good. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just have him walking around barefoot? Maybe he was a wuss. Maybe. He's like, I'm not, I'm, my feet are sensitive. Tender feet. I have high ar- I have uh, low arches. All right, we'll make you some foot shoes. I have plantar fasciitis. <laughs> I shouldn't joke. That sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, sense. probably. Um, so yeah, Max tells us this whole story and says, you know, if anybody ever says Madman Mars's name above a whisper, then he'll come back and he's going to get you. But well, actually, first he's like, well, if you ever say his name more than a whisper, he's going to come back. And they're like, well, what's his name? He's like, what did I just fucking say? Like, he's like, Mad, Mad, Mad Mars. What is it? Mad, Mad, Mad Mars. Huh? Mad Mad Mars. God damn it. <laughs> and then Richie, who I guess is a camper, it says he's a cocky teenager, but he's like 30. He stands up on a stump and he's just like, Hey, man, man, Mars, fuck you, buddy. And then, like, throws a rock. Suck my dick. (laughs) More like madman butthole. Got him. (laughs) And he throws a rock into his old home. Watch, that's what Wikipedia says. Anyways, I don't remember anything about an old home. Yeah, their their campfire is right next to this supposed madman, madman Mars' house. All right. Or at least a stone's throw away. <laughs> Li- literally. 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 Uh, so Max says, all right, it's time to go to bed. I got to go to town and for just to leave for story purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> After I've scared the shit out of everyone with this story, now I got to go. Yeah, and then Galen Ross is like, Max, I don't think you should have done that. And he's like, oh, well. He was like, all right, next time I'll only scare the older kids. <laughs> Everybody has a good laugh. Max looks like Larry Fessenden, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I was sitting there the whole time. I'm like, this looks like Larry Fessenden with more hair and more teeth. I think it's Larry Fessenden's dad or something. <laughs> Barry Fessenden. <laughs> uh, so Richie, this dick teenager kid who summoned Madman Mars... Surprise, surprise, he gets killed by Madman Mars. So uh, the rest of the movie is basically them going looking for Richie one by one. Yeah. Like, they're sitting in this cabin, and seriously, it is just, they have no game plan. (laughs) No. It's not like, hey, we should stick together because people keep disappearing. It's like, they'll be hanging out in this cabin and like, hmm, I wonder where so-and-so is. Let me go check. You stay here. And then that person never fucking comes back. And then the next fucking hero's like, hmm, that person never came back. Let me go check. You stay here. And it's just, yeah, and they just go marching one by one to their death. It's a domino effect. First person killed is Chef Dippy. 
<laughs> who's just a drunk. <laughs> he just killed an entire bottle of Jack by himself. As you do. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, TP and, uh, and Betsy have this bizarre sex scene. Oh, my God. The most uncomfortable fucking sex scene I've ever seen. They just look at each other as they undress themselves. And then they climb into a hot tub and kiss and spin in circles. Yeah. Who was this for? It's like, am I supposed to get turned on by watching TP slowly and sensually take off his shoes and socks and pants? Oh, yeah. That's a real fucking turn on. They don't even really show it. They just show like the clothes piling up on the floor. Well, I mean, they actually like literally showed him pulling his pant legs off of his foot. That's true. But it's like, it's so close up that you can't. You're like, is that a knee <laughs> or a ball? What is that? And then for like half a second, you see Galen Ross's boob, which is okay, whatever. Like they, they show like a tight shot of the stairs into this hot tub. Yeah. And you see her go down the stairs and you, yeah, like you get like a side boob or something. And then you see TP climbing backwards <laughs> into the hot tub and it's just... A whole screen full of man ass. Just so much. Just a big hairy crack. <laughs> and then, yeah, they crawl into the the hot tub and they start just the most disgusting kissing I've ever seen. It's like they're trying to eat each other's faces. <laughs> and yeah, just like Taylor said, spinning around to this awful music. I wish I could... I don't... I wish I knew what the song was because I want to play it because it is so fucking bad. <laughs> It's probably it was probably something made for this movie. I'm oh, sure. I have no doubt. But um, look and see if that scene is on YouTube. Maybe I will. Do it, man. I'm gonna do it. And yeah, it's you know insinuated that they have sex in the hot tub, which is uh, probably not sanitary. No, that's how you get bla- uh, urinary tract infections. Yeah, man. It's bad news. Uh, meanwhile, while all this is going on, oh God, you found it. It's titled as best hot tub scene ever. <laughs> is it really almost four minutes long? Oh, it's, it was a long scene, man. If you're gonna ask, why is this, why is that, it's up to you. And if you want to know just why the flowers grow, that's okay too. But if you're gonna ask me why, I love you like I do. I don't think I can explain. Got no words to say it. Sorry, I accidentally cut off the sound. I thought there was a way we could get this playing on here. Sorry. But we'll dub that in later. Yeah. (laughs) Don't forget this time. Needless to say, it's just awful. And it's four minutes long. It's so long. she gonna grab that loofah? That's what I thought. I was like, oh god, she's gonna bathe him. 
Now this is where they start like spinning. it's like they're squaring off in this fucking hot tub. He's spinning as he's spinning. It's like a scrambler. It's, <laughs> it's like the fucking rotation of the earth around the sun. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> they're just circling each other like they're gonna fight. <laughs> They have not touched yet. Can you imagine being the director in this scene? It's like, okay, now just, you don't want to touch each other yet. You want to just keep circling around. Just keep circling. Now spin in place. Circle some more. Spin in place. And the actors are like, but why? What are we doing? (laughs) When do I actually have sex with her? Here we go. They're going in. And contact. Finally. Anyway, <laughs> so this is just the most awkward fucking scene ever. And yeah, there's, it's like, I really wish we could hear the song right now. Um, it just, oh my God. Anyway. Anyway, so that whole thing happens. Um, and meanwhile, Madman Mars is outside just jerking off. He's like, yeah, just circle around her. <laughs> Spin in place. Yeah. <laughs> Get the loofah. Eat her lips. Eat her lips. <laughs> Why is there a loofah by the hot tub anyway? Who the fuck's going to bathe Who's in a hot tub? Who's bathing in the hot tub? God damn it. Why were they underwater? I just want to drunk into this one scene. <laughs> I think he's finally inside her now. Um... So Dave, who is a person, <laughs> seriously, most of these characters are so fucking faceless. Oh, matter. yeah. I don't give a shit about anybody in this. Even like the ones you're supposed to care about. It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, Dave figures out that Richie's gone. So he tells the others and TP's like, well, I'll go find him on, on my own. You stay here. <laughs> uh, Madman Mars catches him, strings him up. Hangs him, which is one thing that can be said about this movie is that the kills are somewhat creative and done pretty well. Yeah. For an 80s, you know, relatively low budget film. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the effects are not going to blow anybody away, but the, the kills are well done. This hanging is surprisingly well done. Yeah. Even some of the like big budget movies, you can tell there's like a big harness mm-hmm. somebody's wearing. This one, you know, I don't know how they did it, but the, I feel it like it looks like he's strung up. They may have done that actually. Just strung him up? Maybe. <laughs> like maybe holding him up by his feet or he's something. He's like, I can take it. Well, it's like, you know, this is the 80s. They didn't have those kind of safety regulations, especially on a low budget film. That's true. They're letting kids work past midnight? Like, fuck. Yeah, it's like, I, I mean, this may have been a may may or may not have been a SAG movie. I don't know, but it's like you probably didn't have fucking OSHA hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> making sure you're not strangling an actor to death. <laughs> but I mean, the makeup on his face, like he had like these dark circles around his eyes. His, like one actually, of his eyes like w- went bloodshot. Yeah, like he was actually being strangled. Um, yeah. And then, like, he fucking manages to pull himself up to the top of the rope because apparently he's, like, a fucking gymnast or something. A gymnast? A gymnast. <laughs> and then he gets up to the branch, and then Mars comes up and grabs him by his fucking his monogram, monogram buckle. buckle. 
By the way, when we say monogrammed, it's not like engraved. It's like painted. Yeah. In like, white out. Yeah. It's like they used a white out pen or something. Um, and then pulls him back down and snaps his neck, which actually looked pretty good. Yeah. And then, you know, there's another part where I don't know who the one of the one of the other faceless counselors. Uh, she's like trying to fix the fix a truck. So she has her head like under the hood. And Mars comes up and like slams the hood down and depacitates her. Yeah. Oh, so Mars's weapon of choice is an axe. Mm-hmm. And he gets this axe out of a log that no one else could pull out. It's like the fucking sword in the stone of axes. Right. And what, like at the beginning, TP is like, hey, hey, Max, you still going to give $100 to anybody who pulls this axe out of the wood? And he's like, oh, yes, I sure will. And so TP starts trying, and then he's like, help me. And Max is like, okay. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna give him a hundred dollars and help him? That's not, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, even with the two of them, they couldn't get it out. But Madman Mars comes Bless out and you. just he like breaks the stump in half. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. I, this this further confuses me on whether or not he's like undead, uh, undead, or like a ghost or like a Jason type figure or, or or what? I don't. Yeah, because he's clearly understand. super strong. Yeah. So he's got the axe. Um, Dave goes out to find TP. He gets his head chopped off with the axe. Um, Dave, man. Dave's not here, man. Let's see. So Stacy drives the truck out. That's who you were talking about. She, she, uh, yeah, she gets decapitated by the hood of the truck. Right. And then um, uh, two other people. Some I don't fucking fuckers. know. One of the girls sees the, the truck all covered in blood, finds uh, Dave's decapitated body, goes and tells somebody else. They come out. The whole front of the truck is covered in blood. And this guy looks at the side of the truck and just goes, I don't see anything. <laughs> I think you're overreacting. <laughs> Calm down, you silly girl. Are you on your period? (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, just so condescending (laughs) and doesn't look at the front of the truck at all. There's a, not only is there blood all over the truck, there's a fucking headless body laying in front of the truck. And he's like, well, I don't see anything. We better go back. (laughs) Uh, But they both get killed also. I don't remember how they died. I don't remember. Oh, wait. Didn't they like run off into the woods and I don't fucking remember. It doesn't matter. They're all dead. Yeah. They, they all die. Oh, one of them gets his back snapped. And then Ellie is, is uh gets chopped with the axe. Yep. And then turns out Richie's alive the whole fucking time. Yeah, the one guy that should fucking get it like right off the bat. Is somehow still alive. Yeah, and so he goes to Mars's house, finds all the corpses. Uh, Betsy now has a shotgun. <laughs> Did they explain where she got the shotgun? I, I just remember them panning back, and all of a sudden she's like loading a shotgun. Yeah, I, I was like, where the hell did that come from? That doesn't seem like something that you should keep at a summer camp. No. Um. Betsy accidentally shoots Ellie because 
uh, she's fighting Mad Men Mars, and Mars like puts her up against the window. <laughs> and then Betsy just like, ah! <laughs> that didn't a, happen. I always love that in slasher movies when they just like use the friend as a decoy mm-hmm. and make the other person kill the best friend. <laughs> That was good in uh, the Friday Thirteenth remake, when fucking Trent shoot, shoots Bree through the door. He opens it up. He's like, "He fucking killed Bree." <laughs> um, yeah. Mars and Betsy get into a, a fist fight. She stabs him with a hunting knife. Uh, he knocks over a candle, lights the whole house on fire, and they just kind of go, "Yeah, that's probably good enough." Yep. <laughs> and uh, then Max shows up again, not realizing any of this has happened, and just finds a terrified Richie in the middle of the street. Yep. And he's just like paralyzed with fear. And then uh, we get the the Madman song. <laughs> and Roll then, credits. And this fucking nightmare's over. <laughs> now, I'm... Pretty sure that this was not very popular when it came out. It seems to have developed somewhat of a cult following of sorts. And I don't get it. (laughs) This 2017 Complex magazine named this the 25th best slasher of all time. I feel like I could find at least 30 that were better than this. I don't know. 25 is kind of a low number. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is pretty bad, though. Like, you know, we were saying that you don't need to have a lot in a slasher movie. Not, not a lot is really expected. But you, you got to give us something. Well, yeah, the, like I said, the whole thing is so formulaic that it's just like one person at a time just goes out. Yeah. And it's it's just the same thing over and over. The, the, the only thing we get really is the kills. Mm-hmm. But there's no story building up to, like, why is Madman Mars attacking these kids? Right. Other than the fact that they said his name loudly. Yeah. There's no indication that he's, like, like some kind of cursed being. Uh, that, he, that he's, like... Uh, magical or like a, a witch or, or or anything there's nothing supernatural indicated about this at no, for all. all we know he's just a hermit yeah that doesn't want to be yelled at <laughs> right and he could have just been like hanging out in his house just fucking drinking a beer and watching the game uh <laughs> and some little shit's like hey madman mars blah, 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 blah. and then he's like God damn it. And just gets up and now he's got to kill all these fuckers. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the impression I got. <laughs> but what kind of life is that? But at the same time, it's like, kind of let things go. He's man. clearly like super strong. He can pull this axe out of the stump that two men together couldn't do. Right. He looks all, you know, possibly undead or whatever. Yeah. So what is the story here? I have no idea. There are just big, huge gaps in this story <laughs> yeah so. it's like you know comparing it a little bit to friday the 13th part two that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes like yeah that's kind of the same thing where it's just like you know one person gets killed after another 
but there's like like the characters at least have some some story they have something that keep you interested in who they are this one it's literally just like people walking through the woods going richie billy <laughs> like yeah I don't know who these people are. I don't know their backstory. All I know is that TP and Betsy like the fucking hot tubs. Right. That's all I know. Yeah. I don't know who any of the, the rest of these people are except for camp counselors at apparently a special camp for gifted children. <laughs> By the way, what happened to that little girl? <laughs> Where did she go? Well, they did say like the last night of camp, didn't they? But it's still the middle of the night and the girl is still there. This takes place over the course of one night. Yeah. So yeah, where the fuck, where the fuck did you go? <laughs> I don't understand. There's just so much about this that I feel like it wasn't very well thought out. And that may have had something to do with the fact that they had to basically rewrite it because I can't remember if it was if I said this in the part that we didn't record. <laughs> but uh this was based originally on the legend of Cropsey, which comes from New Jersey, but New Jersey. The same people were making the burning at the same time. And I think they had already started production or something. Oh, yeah. Burning came out in 81. This came out in 82. So. Okay, yeah. So, and that was also about the Cropsey legend. I mean, the the killer was named Cropsey. Um, and, yeah, so, like, they basically didn't want to have the same movie as one that had just come out. So, they stopped and, like, rewrote the whole story to change it to madman mars and i have to think that they probably lost something in in the transition <laughs> yeah i mean basically this is the equivalent of watching like a conveyor belt into a chopping block mm-hmm. if you're just watching people move along and then get killed yep it's not not a good movie. No, like you said, like the, the kills are pretty good. There's like not particularly creative in any way, but well done, well uh, well carried out. Mm-hmm. But that's really all there is. Yeah, there's yeah, there's not a lot of substance. There's not a lot to enjoy. Um, I mean, the characters are like fucking abysmal. Um, like I said, they're all just they could be replaced with anybody. There's there's no story to any of them. You don't know any of their backstory. You don't know what they got going on in their lives. All you know is they work at this camp. Yeah. I mean, like, there's one kind of surprise at the end when, like, uh, fucking, what's her name, Betsy? Yeah. she Like, she's kind of like the de facto final girl. And then she gets hung on a pair of antlers and burns to death, supposedly. Um, And then, so like, she's dead. So that's, like, the one, like, major, like, twist or surprise in the movie. The rest of it's pretty formulaic. Um. And really just completely uninteresting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember I watched this on uh, Last Drive-In. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I've heard of this movie. Kind of wish I'd never watched it. But oh, well, I'll know for the future. And then you put it on the calendar. I'm like, God damn it. I mean, when we started talking about it, when we talked about the guy who wanted to reboot it, I was like, I never saw that. So then we were like, oh, we should do a summer camp movie. I was like, well, I've never seen Batman, so I guess. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I remember when we were talking about the guy wanting to reboot it, he was like, I think Batman Mars could be, you know, a, 
icon for a new generation. And I'm like, there's really nothing iconic about him. No, he looks stupid. Yeah, like, you know, Jason's got the hockey mask and Freddie's got the burns and the hat and the sweater. And, you know, Michael's got the mask and Leatherface has the mask. Madman Mars has half a nose. Other than that, he just looks like a big fat guy. Then again, like the story of him having half a nose is that it got bit off in a bar fight. Yeah, it's nothing related to like the way he died. Or right. He's just like he was. Max is like saying he was so strong that he got his nose bit off in a bar fight, fight, and it didn't even hurt him at all. It's like he actually says that. Like that sounds like someone making up the story on the spot. It sounds like a f- like a fucking ten year old telling a story. <laughs> yeah. And then a guy punched him, and he didn't even care that he punched him, and so he punched him again, and the other guy died. <laughs> that's like that's your nephew telling you a story, and you go, "Uh huh, cool." Then what? <sighs> then you turn around and you go, <laughs> "Okay, go play with your brother." <laughs> uh, all right. You done? I'm done. Um, I'll give this a three, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three solely for the kills because the whole story is the ants go marching one by one yep. to death. Right. <laughs> All right, so next up, uh, we're going to be talking about the 1981 film uh, sequel to Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th, part two. Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different? Friday the 13th, part two. The body count continues. 14. You're doomed. You're doomed. 15. God. 16. 17. 18. 19. Part 
So a lot of purists will call Friday the 13th the best one of the series and like basically say like that's the only one that should have been made, including Sean Cunningham until he started making a lot of money. <laughs> um, and, you know, you had guys like Tom Savini who worked on it, who like when they made, when they said they were making a sequel, they were all just kind of like, what? <laughs> it's like, but, but. Mrs. Voorhees is dead. And it's like, no, we're going to make the killer Jason. It's like, but he's dead. Is he? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, Didn't you watch the first one? <laughs> like, we said that. But um, where, you know, Friday the 13th holds its kind of place in history is, you know, being kind of, well, I mean, the first film in, in a legacy, uh, it really set, like I said earlier, the tone for these summer camp slasher films. Um, and this one kind of continued the trend, but it's also got its own place in history by introducing us to Jason Voorhees, the killer, as we know him today. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, anybody who's listened to the show for any amount of time knows that I'm a big Friday the 13th fan and I, I love all the movies for for what they are even if they're not particularly good um, and I will easily put this one over the first movie because Jason in my mind is way more um, entertaining maybe not necessarily interesting but entertaining killer than Pamela yeah um, and you know he's you couldn't have made a franchise out of Pamela Voorhees. Fuck no. <laughs> um, I mean, granted, it was never designed that way, but still. Anyway, so this one takes place five years after the end of the first movie. And just to sum up, um, a, a group of kids that are trying to fix up an old camp that had been closed for 30 years um, are slowly being slaughtered one by one. Um, and... You don't know who the killer is. It's all shot in first person. You know, that's kind of where killer POV comes from. Well, no, more Halloween, I guess. But yeah, I think this utilized it more. Or I think the Friday the 13th probably utilized it more than night or than uh, Halloween. Probably. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the end, you find out that the killer is actually the camp cook, Pamela Voorhees. Um, she's pissed off that counselors 30 years ago let her son drown in the lake because they weren't paying attention they were making love and smoking dubs i love the way she says they were making love instead of watching him i was like they weren't making love <laughs> they were fucking <laughs> there was no love going on there <laughs> it was sloppier than love <laughs> uh what am i talking about teens in the 50s didn't know how to fuck <laughs> they're like is it in is it it? <laughs> like that, Janet? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Am I doing it, Janet? Huh? 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 And I'm done. <laughs> Was it good for you? Quiet, you. Give me a cigarette. <laughs> anyway. Although you imply everyone in the 50s talked like a radio show personality. <laughs> well, now. Was that good for you? Let me get a cigarette. Mmm, <laughs> Chattertons. <laughs> anyway, so she kills all the counselors, and you find out at the end who she is. 
The one last person remaining is Alice, um, and she depacitates Miss Voorhees with machete and uh, scurries off into the night. <laughs> Scurry away! <laughs> um, and then at the end of the first one, you know, you see her, she's floating in a canoe out in the lake when the police arrive, and then up from the lake comes a, a very a young boy, a young boy who's very waterlogged and covered in you know lake algae like stuff, <laughs> and then it you know jumps up out of the lake to grab her, and then she wakes up in the hospital, and she's like, "What happened to the young boy?" And the police are like, "There was no young boy." They're like, "Well, he's still out there." They're like the young boy couldn't play tiddlywinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, neat. <laughs> anyway, so she, so we jump ahead five years, and we open up on this this kind of random, you know, town in suburbia, and in frame comes these very ominous looking feet, <laughs> and they start walking up to house where Alice lives now and she's talking to her mom on the phone she's like clearly still trying to recover still having nightmares of what happened to her at camp crystal lake and you know just trying to piece her life back together um and you know she's getting spooked out by everything like you know random noises her cat everything's freaking her out um she also takes the fastest shower ever right she um she didn't get clean there's no way. She barely got wet. Yeah. She probably still stank. Probably. <laughs> and she um, she goes to feed her cat, and she opens up the fridge. And inside is Pamela Voorhees' decapitated head. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And then we turn around, and we see from the killer POV uh, hand walking towards her. With a screwdriver. The hand isn't walking. It's not like a thing. <laughs> the hand is... The hand is holding the screwdriver. Yeah, we assume the hand, the hand is, is attached, attached to, to a body. <laughs> and stabs her in the head. And she did. Yep. Close that chapter. Yeah. And uh, that was something I wish they would have continued on. In they kind of did it in the Nightmare on Elm Street series where they kill off the survivor of the previous movie. Oh, um, yeah. But they never really did that in this. They, they did it between the first and second one, but didn't really continue that trend. Like, we never found out what happened to Tommy Jarvis. That's true. Um, And, you know, they wanted to do that with Freddy versus Jason versus <clears throat> Ash. They wanted to kill off Will and um, Monica Keene's character, Spacing. Yeah, I don't remember it. But that never happened. Anyway, um, so we go back to Crystal Lake, um, where a group of counselors are assembling to be trained for the upcoming summer, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a it's a training facility for cam- counselors, which is weird to me. Like that doesn't seem like something that exists. It's like. Hey, come to the camp a week ahead of time so we can train you. 
not come to the special state of the art facility for right. training counselors. That was not even a week. I was gonna say a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like I I didn't personally do it, but I know when we were in high school, we had there was, there was an opportunity given to be a counselor at the camp we went to when we were in like sixth grade. Um. And I, like I said, I didn't go, I didn't do it because I fucking hated it when I was in sixth grade. But like, I don't think the counselors went for any training. I think maybe they went for like an orientation for like a, right. a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. So all these, you know, this ragtag group of people have all shown up and, you know, you've got this couple, they're, they're kind of troublemakers. looks like William Katz and, and, and are not uh, William uh, Richard Katz, right? Is that his name? I don't know who you're talking about. From Greatest American Hero? Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> Just all these kids and, you know, the... the um, the Sandra, Jeff, Scott, Terry, Scott. Mark. Give me the map, Scott. Ted and Ginny. Uh, yeah. So Paul and Paul is like the the he's head. the he's the honcho. Yeah, the he's grand poobah. Yep, if you will, all those things. Uh, and he's kind of you know giving orientation, saying you know what we're gonna expect, and <laughs> still I gotta tell him how to keep bears away. It's like don't leave no food fights, you know, and and you know make sure to wash your clothes because the food odors will stick in your clothes and. Women, be sure to stay clean during your menstrual cycle. Bears can smell the menstruation. <laughs> My wife was so offended by that. She's like, why is she telling women what to do about their periods? I'm like, because it attracts bears. She's like, he shouldn't be telling women what to do about their or with their periods. I'm like, it attracts bears. He's trying to save their life. They <laughs> can smell the menstruation. Family guy, it's uh, Anchorman. It was Brick. Why am I? Th- I'm imagining Family Guy for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they did something too. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> so then late to the party shows up Ginny, who's I assume like the second in command. Yeah, it says Paul's assistant. Yeah, which they're, is they're code fucking. for fuck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, something I noticed watching this time that I never noticed before. It's like later in the night, when, like that first night after the, the, you know, they're hanging out in the, in the cabin, um, and she's getting ready to go to bed and he catches up with her and they start making out and they're getting ready to fuck. And she's like, Paul, there's something I have to tell you. And then she never tells him anything. It's like, I think she was pregnant. Did not catch that. I this is the first I've watched this movie more times than I can count. It's the first time I ever noticed. It's like that was like I wonder if that was something that they were gonna like have more prominent in the story and just got cut out. Yeah, or maybe something they wanted to do in a sequel or something that maybe. just never happened. Um, but yeah, so sh- so they're all sitting around the campfire earlier in the night before the fucking. Um, and Paul is just kind of like, I want to, if you've seen sequels, uh, of Friday the 13th, you've probably seen this scene 
He's like, I want to tell you guys straight about Jason because at this point, it's a legend. Um, you know that he drowned in the lake when he was a young a young boy, <laughs> uh, and his mother took vengeance on camp counselors. And then thirty years later, she came back and took vengeance again. And so, like they never found Jason's body, so you know there's no real hard evidence that he ever drowned or that he's not still alive right now, wandering the woods. Uh, you know, just getting everybody you know riled up and freaked out um, because of this local legend of Jason Voorhees and you know the Voorhees family, I guess, and and then Ted. Oh, Ted. Oh, Ted, that jokester. That jokester. He, he jumps out dressed as like a... It's like an old man mask or something. Like a fucking... Like chimp, like a chimp or a, like a white-skinned gorilla mask or something. Something like that, yeah. It was all wrinkled. And, yeah. And he's like, boogity boo. Yeah, he's wearing like... And everyone goes, ah! <laughs> oh, my God, Ted! Um, They're like, oh, my God, Stop. Then Paul's like, all right, that's all I want to hear about Jason. It's like, way to go, fucking asshole. Get us all freaked out of our minds. And it's like, I don't want to hear any more about it. Not this thing that I brought up. (laughs) It's like, I'd never even heard of this thing before. (laughs) I'm from Minnesota. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, a good chunk of the movie is kind of spent on kind of like showing the relationships between these counselors. Um, and I don't, I can't never remember their names, but I mean, you got this two, this, these two that you saw at the beginning of the movie who um, wander into Camp Blood, uh, or you're sorry, Camp Crystal Lake, which has been like shut down and condemned ever since the the slaughter or you know, the massacre um and you know they get they get busted for going there um and that's ultimately what keeps them at the camp when the others go into town for their their last night before their real training starts that's sandra and jeff okay and then you've got this you guy you see them at the beginning like headed to the camp yeah, we like stop and make a phone call to get directions and stuff. And old Ralph comes up. He's like, "I told the others, yeah, you're all doomed. You're you're doomed too, just as doomed as the other ones. Don't think you're not doomed." <laughs> um, and then you got this guy in a wheelchair who, Mark, was it Mark? Okay. Yeah. And this thirsty bitch, Jesus, <laughs> Vicky, man, she was just swinging on that guy's nuts. Yeah, like the entire time, just like, well, like she was practically just like, "What's your sign? Let me suck that dick." <laughs> I mean, like she was not being subtle at all. So uh, yeah, it's it's those two, and then Sandra and Jeff that stayed behind when everyone else went to the casino, right? That was just a bar. <laughs> With this fucking weird band playing. Um, Yeah. But yeah, uh, Sandra, like, uh, Jeff and Mark are arm wrestling. And Sandra's like, if you want to actually wrestle, you can come wrestle me. And so they go to fuck. And then Vicky's like, she's like, oh, you want to wrestle me? I only want your fingers. 
he's like, what? <laughs> She's like, oh, to play this video game. They're like, Ted's. He said it's fine. Yeah. Just so make make so you're sure she has his permission. He's like, oh, there's football and hockey. Which one do you want to play? She's like, I want the one with the puck. Uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, so hockey. He's like, all right, what does the winner get? Position. <laughs> Jesus Christ, woman. <laughs> and she's like, Mark, how did how did it happen? You know, ending up in the wheelchair. He's like, well, I was in a motorcycle accident, and you know, the, she said, Paral- my legs are paralyzed. Yeah. She says, are you n- never going to walk again? He's like, well, the doctors think so, but I don't. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life in this chair. And he's like, and she's like, how's that dick work? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> just, she's like, like, just your legs then? Everything else works? <laughs> like your balls? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. If she had asked if your balls work, that would have made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Didn't ask about his dick, but just his balls. <laughs> um, Does yeah. your prostate still work? <laughs> She's like, he's like, I get by one way or the other. What does that mean? <laughs> Tongue still works. It's like, what, does he use a, a dick pump or something? <laughs> Strap on. <laughs> um, we got to go now. <laughs> uh, I got about three minutes. <laughs> but yeah, this this chick just thirsty as fuck. Yeah. Just trying to fuck from the first minute. Uh, I think it's funny. Like <laughs> She's in the Malacca's, Dino. <laughs> Uh, when they fir- when you first see both characters, like they're coming out of a cabin, and you know he's trying to get down this gravel path in his wheelchair, she's trying to push him. He's just, he's just like, "No, I'm fine. Thank you, thank you. Go away." <laughs> Not literally, but it's like, I think I've I've figured out that you don't offer help to somebody in a wheelchair unless they yeah, ask for it. That's true. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah, so they're getting... We talked re- way too long about that. Oh, I know. <laughs> anyway, they're getting ready to fuck, and she's going off into the night to change into something a little more comfortable and a little less sexy. <laughs> right? Like, my girlfriend was in the uh, in the room watching with me, and we were both just like, why is she putting on a sweater? <laughs> And then she takes a fucking whore's bath. <laughs> just like, just like doses herself with uh, um, perfume. And then she sprays a little down below because apparently she's got a really stink smash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not attractive. That's not sexy at all. It's like, if I had taken off a girl's panties and it smelled like perfume, I'd be like, what are you hiding? <laughs> Not bacon bread, are you? That's terrible. <laughs> um, How are we back on? <laughs> but so, I mean, we got the people who stayed behind, um, but we've also got uh, Paul and Ginny and Ted and um, 
I think just some other faceless counselors that went into town. Um, so they're getting loaded at this this bar that we talked about. And Ted's the ginger, right? Yeah. He looks dead ringer for a come-to-life version of Luigi from Ratatouille. Uh, okay. The main guy from Ratatouille. I, I don't think I've watched it all the way through. I couldn't tell you. Um, what is that sound? Oh, we've heard that before. <laughs> Dead yeah. ringer. Um, yeah, they they go to this bar that is apparently called Casino because there's no betting going on <laughs> anywhere. Um, so they, yeah, so they're drinking and. Uh, Jenny gets to a point where she's like, "All right, fuck it, I'm going back." And so Paul follows her, and don't really know what happens to Ted. He goes off. I was just thinking, like, do we ever see Ted again? Well, he asked some other guy in the bar, like, if there are any after hours places, and uh, so I just assume that's kind of what he did. And the guy's like, "Most definitely," or something like that. He's like, "Sure are." Is that what he says? Yeah, yeah. And then that's it. That's the end of the conversation. I'm like. You gonna tell them what they are? Or? Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jenny and Ted go, or Paul go back to the camp, or the, the facility, whatever. Um. You know, back back to where all the action's happening. Um. Oh, I forgot. There's also um, Terry and Scott. Scott is like a sexual predator, <laughs> because Terry decides she wants to go skinny dipping, which. I mean, you probably shouldn't do when you're around a bunch of hormonal guys unless you're trying to get fucked. But you just... Skinny dipping never seemed like a thing you'd do alone to me. No. I mean... But I mean, the whole movie, she's wearing a thing that I guess could be called a shirt. Yeah. In that it covers her boobs for the most part. Yeah, most of them. <laughs> um, she goes skinny dipping, and then Scott sneaks <clears throat> up and steals her clothes. Because that's what mature individuals do. Also, she breaks the fourth wall twice. She does? Yeah. Like, first, when she's taking off her shirt, she throws it right at the camera. Oh. And then, like, after she finds Scott's dead body, spoiler alert, she runs right at the camera and does, like, the Macaulay Culkin thing. <laughs> where she runs right at the camera and she goes, ah, and then runs to the side. <laughs> Guess I didn't catch that. Um, like the first time it was just kind of like, okay, she's just throwing the shirt and the camera happens to be there. But the second time was so blatant. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, she comes up after like the shortest swim. She was out there for like a minute. Yeah. She like swam out and back. It's like, why did she do that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was the logic? Um, yeah, she comes out, finds her clothes are missing. And then Scott's like, Hey, looking for something. And she's like, oh, Scott, get, me, get back here, you fiend. It's like, can you imagine if you would have done that today? Oh, you would be, people would blast you on Twitter. Oh, yeah. You'd be fucking blacklisted, like, yeah. in life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's like, you go to a job interview, and they'd be like, oh, I heard one time you stole a woman's clothes. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> sure. Uh, so she goes chasing him through the woods and he gets, he steps into, uh, uh, um, oh fuck. There's a name for it. I can't think of it. 
It's a rabbit trap. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but Damn it. you know, where you step in the loop and then it like hangs you upside down. Right. So he's swinging from a tree and he's like, cut me down. She's like, all right, but I shouldn't, but I'm going to anyway, because I seriously want that dick. <laughs> she doesn't say that. She doesn't say or that. Or even insinuate that. She kind of does. She, yeah. I mean, they, they kind of all do in this movie. <laughs> I think that's kind of the point. I should have called it fuck the 13th. <laughs> fuck it. Fucking on the 13th. Which, I mean, sure, they could have called it that. <laughs> That would have given away the surprise. <laughs> um, so she runs back to the cabin, grab a knife, and in that time, Jason comes. Oh, by the way, the killer's Jason because we haven't seen him up till now. Um, she he slashes his throat, and yeah, blah blah blah. So Ginny and Paul come back, and pretty much everyone's dead. Uh, Mark or yeah, Mark got a fucking machine. The best death in the movie. Gets a machete to the face and he rolls backwards down the stairs. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that's like so iconic to the fucking series. Um, and then uh, even old Ralph gets killed in this one. Yeah, good fucking pervert. <laughs> he was pulling a Madman Mars and watching. Uh, what were they name? What were the names? Um, Sandra and Jeff. Jeff. Yeff. Um, watching them fuck. Fucking. Perfect. Tugging his rotten pecker. <laughs> and then he gets strangled with barbed wire. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, so Ginny and Paul come back. Everybody's fucking dead. Um, and I guess they're just trying to find out what's going on. And then they, I don't know, this is where the ending kind of gets a little... Well, the cop sees Jason running across the street and like chases him to his little cabin. Chases him so far. Yeah. For nothing. Like he saw, he's like, oh, what's this guy doing running across the street? I better chase him a fucking mile into the woods. Well, he was trespassing, I guess. He was in the restricted area. I guess. So yeah, he chases him to this little like homemade cabin mm-hmm. made out of impressive. garbage. Sure, but it's impressive. Yeah. For somebody who never had any kind of formal education. Right, for someone who's been living in the woods since they were like 12. Yeah, it's more or less structurally sound. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been tested, but it seems to have like rafters. <laughs> you know, how houses are built. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Ginny is very concerned about Jason. She's worried that he's a real. And yeah. Paul is like, look, I made it all up. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, and then she drives back to the camp drunk. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, okay, I'm done drinking. I'm going to drive back. And she's like, okay, give me a ride. I'm like, no, he's drunk. You don't get in a car with him. <laughs> um, let's see. The killer. Okay, so Jason... Yeah, it attacks Paul, who I think at the time we're supposed to assume he's dead. Yeah. Um, they, just, they just like get in a fist fight, though. Right. But and then, Jenny's like, Paul? <laughs> Paul? I'm like, he is fighting a giant dude right now. Like, just a minute, sweetie. <laughs> um, yeah, so then uh, Jason chases Jenny um, th- through the woods and she. To the house. Yeah, she. 
gets to this same shanty um and uh she finds, ma- she, finds pamela's head yeah she busts into this room where she finds like this altar basically it's like a bunch of burning candles and pamela's head with her sweater laid out underneath it um and she kind of hears jason coming so she grabs the sweater and puts it on and kind of does her best to make herself look like pamela which even after having watched this a million times, it still seems like a really flimsy idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it works. It does work. It shouldn't. Um, she gets, you know, Jason comes in. She says, Jason, it's time to stop now. You know, it is time to stop now, <laughs> Jason. Uh, and, you know, Jason is like visualize, you know, imagining that it's actually his mother. Um, because all you need is mommy's sweater, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Uh, because she looks nothing like Pamela. No. She's about 20 years too young. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she grabs the machete and she's like, all right, c- you know, kneel down. Mommy has a surprise for you. And, uh, she's getting ready to swing the, swing the machete down on him and, that's when Jason catches a glimpse of Pamela's head, snaps back into reality, and then starts to attack Ginny. That's where Paul shows up to rescue or you know save the day. Do-do-do-do. And he gets in another tussle with Jason. And that's when Ginny picks up the machete mm-hmm. again and just buries that thing down in his shoulder, which is just a big ouchie. Yeah. Um, but probably wouldn't kill you. Probably not. I mean, unless you bled out, but that'd probably be the way. Yeah, yeah. There's no vital organs, obviously. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so he he slumps down and falls to the ground, and so they kind of make their way back to the cabin. Yeah, they're just like, well, he's probably dead, <laughs> which is what everyone does in every Friday the Thirteenth yeah, movie. Like, Our work is done here. <laughs> um, so they go back to the like the main cabin, and they're just trying to kind of regroup. Um, and they hear something scratching outside and it's, you know, they're very cautious and ready to thump whoever's trying to get in with a pickaxe. Yeah. And they open the door. Not a pickaxe, a pitchfork. Yeah. Um, they open the door and it's this little fucking dog. Little puppy. That we actually thought was dead because, um, Jeff and Sandra found a little pile of fuzzy mush. Yeah. Dog corpse. Um, but yeah, it was. Terry's dog, I believe. Yep. Muffin. Um, yeah. Muffin. Um, egg and movie muffin. Egg and movie muffin. Yep. That's his full name. <laughs> muffin for short. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so, so, you know, they're letting the dog in. It's just like this big, like, you know, building music and, you know, very heart, you know, like very encouraging music. And then suddenly Jason busts through the window and grabs Ginny. And then does this thing that's been doing throughout the movie whenever it kind of wants to like balk on how they're going to finish a scene. <laughs> it gets really bright and then flashes to the next scene. Which is her getting loaded into an ambulance. Right. Which I is, have so many questions. It's, it's as much of a strange open ending as the first one. <laughs> Same thing happens in the third one. Um, and, you know, she's... She wakes up and she's on a stretcher being loaded into an ambulance. She says, Paul, where's Paul? Where's Paul? And you, you never find out. You never know where Paul is. Nope. 
you just kind of have to assume he's dead. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I guess the assumption would be that he was killed saving her. I guess. One would, yeah, assume. If I'm jumping to conclusions here. I'm going to jump to conclusions, Matt. That's a million dollar idea right there. <laughs> sure, he made a million dollars. Um, then they show the altar t- of Pamela. That's like the last scene. Yeah, and like... I kept waiting for something to happen. So many times, like I still watch this movie and expect Pamela to open her eyes. Right, yeah. I know it's not going to happen, but every time I watch it... And it wouldn't make any fucking sense for no, it to. not at all. <laughs> um, and yeah, roll credits. I don't think at the time they expected there was going to be a part three. Um, but, you know, at the time they didn't expect there was going to be a part two either. So... Um, one thing we didn't mention is this is Baghead Jason. This is pre-Hockey Mask. Yeah. Hockey Mask comes in the next one. Yeah. But since that doesn't... I would have preferred to do that one, but since we were doing Summer Camp, like I really had three options. I had the first one, which I didn't really want to do. I had part six, which we've already done, and then this one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, there. this is the... Only movie to feature two people playing Jason. Oh, yeah? Well, no. I take, I mean, I take that back. But this movie featured two people playing Jason. Um, one was Steve uh, Daskowitz, and all, the other one was Warren Gillette. Um, there was some falling out. Um, Yeah, this has got some interesting little factoids about it. Um, let's see. Tom Savini, who worked on the first movie, was asked to repeat, you know, come back and work on it. Um, but he was already working on something else. Um, and he also didn't like Jason being the killer because he always, to, to this day, Savini considers Jason to be kind of a sympathetic character, which to an extent he is, yeah. but. And he never envisioned Jason as a killer, especially because he basically birthed Jason. He he created what Jason looked like. Um, and uh, so they actually replaced him with Stan Winston, who, you know, Stan Winston Studios, he did um, Pumpkinhead, uh, Aliens, uh, Jurassic Park, Terminator. That's Stan Winston. Pretty good replacement. <laughs> Not too bad. Um, but uh, he ended up having to drop out because of, because of a strange scheduling conflict. Um, and yeah, so replaced by Carl Fullerton, who I'm not actually familiar with. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was some, some issue with, I believe it was Warren Gillette, where he ended up dropping out of the film and they... Uh, replaced him with Steve Daskowitz and who you guys may know as Steve Dash. Right. And um, he's the one who actually gets the credit for being Jason. Um, Warren Gillette is not happy with that, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, I don't know why I was calling him Steve Dash. I guess it's because I was just reading directly off of here. Um, anyway, but uh, 
yeah, this was a real change up from the original because the original was really like kind of like a whodunit type thing. And to an extent, this one was too, but... Yeah, you don't see Jason for most of the movie. No. And, you know, I guess you don't really know for sure who it is for most of the movie, but we're, we're kind of at a disadvantage where the movie had already been around for several decades before either of us ever watched True. it. Um, so we don't really know what it was like to have watched it firsthand, I guess. Yeah. But for, like we knew going into it, it was Jason. Right. For me though, it's to watch the movie. It's just like, well, I mean, that's gotta be Jason. They're talking, they keep talking yeah. about Jason. Of course, that's the way that was in the first one too. They kept talking about Jason, making you think it was Jason. I mean, I guess that one was much, I can definitely see that one being much easier or much harder to predict because they give you no indication who who the killer was. Yeah. I mean, Pamela was never even in the movie until the review. Right. She's not even mentioned, I don't think. I mean, at, at, maybe in passing or something, but yeah. She said, like they said, yeah, his mother was the cook. Yeah. That was it. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. What do, what do you think, Taylor? So, you know, I'd... On the show, we don't normally compare the two movies that we review, but just putting this against Madman, like the the victims in this have depth. You know, you know something about each one of them. Mm-hmm. They're not just like, okay, I'm off to go die now. Yeah. <laughs> They're not soldiers marching to war. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got the guy in the wheelchair and then, you know, all we really know about Vicky is that she wants dick, but <sighs> so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, these kids, you get a, a sense of their personality somewhat. Yeah. And they're all very dynamic. They're not... You can tell the difference between one and the other. Yeah. Whereas in Madman, they're all kind of the same person. Right. Like all, the, all the guys were basically the same character. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, it's it doesn't necessarily endear you to the characters to, the, to a point where you're like, oh, no, not so-and-so. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it does, you know, give the characters some more depth and give them some personality. Except the wheelchair guy, man. You're just like, ooh. <laughs> well, that's more in the way that he died than... I mean, also the fact that he's a wheelchair guy. Well, yeah. Jason gives no fucks. No. Except he doesn't kill dogs. So good on him. Yeah. Jason does not condone animal violence. Truth. Good for him. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun movie. Um you know, my only complaint is that some of the kills, some of the, a lot of them happened off screen. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Like I was saying earlier, <clears throat> something that they did on several scenes, especially like as the deaths were happening or as like you might be seeing some kind of resolution to a particular scene, it, it was almost like a, like an overexposure. Like it just suddenly got very bright and then it went to the next scene. Yeah. It's like when, um, you know, uh, when Steve is, sorry, not Steve, um, Mark. Wheelchair guy? Yeah. Yeah. Woody's rolling down the stairs. It's like you don't really see him land. That's true. It just goes bright and goes to the next scene. Um, if you, I, I can't remember specifically what other scenes that happened with, but I know it happened several times. It's just kind of like, 
I mean, you could you could show us what happens, yeah, <laughs> instead of just copping out. But anyway. like Terry, you you never see her. Like you know, she gets killed, but you don't see any of it, right? And you know, something that's easy to kind of fake, like like a stab wound, like when um, what's her face, the thirsty bitch, Vicky, <laughs> Vicky, um, when she gets stabbed, you don't see it; it's off screen. Yeah, like you see her face and her her reaction, and she kind of spits up a little bit of blood, but you never actually see her get stabbed. So, and I don't know, maybe it was just a different time where that kind of stuff wasn't common. You I mean you didn't show a lot of blood and guts it's on true. screen. Um I mean this is still when kind of Halloween was the the king of the roost. Well, yeah, I mean people love to point out how Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually has no blood in it. Right. Which I mean at, at, for me as a horror fan and particularly as a gorehound that that I don't see that as a point of pride. Yeah. Like, if you're going to make a fucking movie about cannibals, put some fucking blood in it. I think the point was that it's so scary without showing any blood, but... Is it, though? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I think this movie is great. I think it's one of the better ones in the series. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think all the best ones are in the... Um, uh, prior half of this half of the franchise i mean after six they start to kind of dip off as far as quality um yeah but yeah this one's really solid it was an interesting take to to make jason the killer um especially you know if, if you got this kid who drowned in a lake um and then, you know, even if there was some suspect that he may have been the killer in the first movie, um, you find out he's not, and you kind of take it on assumption that he actually did drown in the lake. Yeah. Um, and that everything Alice imagined at the end was just fantasy, just that, nightmare. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, to actually take that and run with it and make a successful story out of it, um, I think that's pretty pretty damn creative Mm -hmm. even if it was done for money which (laughs) like you know i mean isn't everything yeah you know i feel like uh a lot of things have a lot of modern day horror films have i compare them to how much i i compare my enjoyment of them to how much i enjoy the friday 13th series or franchise um and i know that the only reason there is a franchise is because they're trying to make money. Yeah. And I bitch about movies just being made for money. <laughs> but these ones actually had some some substance to them, particularly this one, whereas things like James Wan movies have no substance. Yeah. Or all the fucking nameless zombie movies and zombie TV shows that we've never even fucking heard of, those have no substance. It's just riding coattails. Yeah. So it's riding a wave to make money. Yeah. It's not like, not like they made the movie to make money. They made the movie in a way that they knew would make money. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, and look at where we are today. I mean, Jason is one of the most recognizable horror icons in existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, top three for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, arguably top two. Yeah. You know, something when I went to uh, Universal um, 
uh, Halloween Horror Nights a few years back. Their theme of the year was the Titans of Horror. And it was Jason, Freddy, Michael, and Leatherface. Yeah. It's like those, yeah. That's your Mount Rushmore right there. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you have anything else to add? Nope. Okay. So, yeah. Solid flick. Not my favorite, but still pretty good. Um, I got to give it a seven. Um, uh, well, actually, why am I giving it a seven? Give it an eight. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Yeah. It's good. I mean, you know, it, it is, it introduced, it didn't necessarily introduce Jason the character, but it introduced Jason the killer, the, you know, the grown ass man. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, fans of the original and even, you know, obviously Tom Savini, who ultimately came back for part four (laughs) and also designed a special Jason for the video game, (laughs) by the way, um, he may have had a problem with it. And he actually came back for four based on the fact that it's like, he's like, well, I created Jason. I should be the one to kill him. So. Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch to say, yeah, I'll do that. Sure. <laughs> um, but whatever. Good movie. Check it out. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of the franchise, then, you know, this is definitely one that needs to be a regular watch. Oh yeah. Cause it's, it's, you know, th- this is basically the Genesis of the franchise mm-hmm. because the first one is, you know, yes, this is a continuation. Yes. It does fit in the story of the first one, but this is what led to all the sequels. Yeah. There would be no franchise without part two introducing Jason as the killer. Yeah. And you know, they tried to change it up because they, they, ch- they tried to kill off Jason in part four and like he was supposed to be dead for good. Like, he wasn't coming back. But then they're like, okay, well, we want to make some more money. So we'll make a part five with a new killer, but we're going to make people think he's Jason. But their their whole... People went, fuck you, what's this? (laughs) This is bullshit. (laughs) But it's like, why would you... Why would you do that when you're trying to spur a new new franchise, essentially? It's like they kind of tried to do... (laughs) What's the new franchise? Just different people pretending to be Jason? (laughs) Exactly. Um, That's going to get old real fast. I mean, it it was kind of like Halloween 3, where it's like, well... At least Halloween 3 3 was something completely different. Sure. Um, Although, wasn't there mentions of something happening in Haddonfield? No, but Halloween was playing on a TV at one point. Oh, never mind. Um, but yeah, there's uh Halloween, yeah, tr- tried to get rid of Michael, like try to do something other than Michael Myers, and that obviously didn't work out for them. Yeah. Um, not that the rest of the movies were any good, but um <laughs> we want Michael back. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> But 
Yeah, I mean, so they, they killed off Jason. They tried to replace him with somebody else that looked like Jason, but it wasn't really. And then in part six, they made the best one. So <laughs> it all worked out for the best, I guess. Sure. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap it up for episode 141, uh, our send-off to summer. I'm going to miss it. I miss summer every year. Summer's my favorite season because it's mostly sunny. Bring on fall, baby. You're dumb. You're, you're dumb. You're dumb person. You're dumb face. Uh, it's put this on Facebook. It's just like the same people that bitch about having Christmas decorations out in stores in like September and October are the same ones that are like, give me all the Halloween and pumpkin stuff in August. Yeah, because like I said, it's not stepping on anybody's toes. Stepping on my toes. Well, get tougher toes. Fuck you. Twinkle toes. Why don't you get tougher twinkles in in your toes? Shut up. There's room for Christmas all year round. Because Christmas is a superior holiday. In your butt. That doesn't make sense. Room in your butt for Christmas. I don't even know what that means. Got a big gaping butthole. (laughs) Christmas isn't a tangible thing I can put in my butt. Christmas is a feeling, a sensation of joy. <laughs> Fuck your joy. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So we're going to be back in a couple of weeks with another episode where we're going to be talking about. Uh, well, what, let's see, what, do you, what was your pick? Gags. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking ahead in an extra episode. Yeah, next episode is going to be our, I guess, salute to clowns. Again? We've done done it it before? I guess we have, haven't we? But of course, we're going to be talking about It Chapter 2. Yeah. So we figured, you know, since there's another clown movie coming out at the same time, let's talk about gags too. Sure. Gags gags also. There's only just the one. There's just the one movie, yeah. Um, Yeah. Gags, why you bro fight me? So, check out that episode when it comes. In the meantime, Taylor, where can people find us? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com. Rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast players. Send us an email. Let us know you did. We'll send you some free stuff. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. And, of course, check out patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast as well as graveplotfilmfest.com. Yeah, still waiting on it on uh, a lot more submissions, guys. I mean, there's... There's plenty of room to go around. Yep. So uh, do that. Yep. Okay. So we'll be back in a couple weeks. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Grab your tennis shoes and your canoe and your old flat top guitar. Your fishing pole, your tent full of holes, and throw it in the back of the car. We're going camping. We're going In the woods, we'll have a heck of a time. We're going camping, motherfucking camping. Whoa, whoa, out in the woods, we'll have a great fucking time. We'll eat hot dogs and beans and swim in the stream, swinging on a rope and a tire. In the great outdoors, eating marshmallow s'mores, laughing and a singing around the fire. We're going camping. We're going motherfucking camping. 